entrepreneurs, are you trying to make a bigger profit in your small business? If you're like most of us entrepreneurs, increasing your profitability is always on your mind, and you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you found a podcast that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist. I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Because building a highly profitable and sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall later when it's time to let go. So I look forward to sharing strategies I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have some exciting news. I've just launched a super powerful training called the 30-Day Profit Booster, where I'll show you how to get 45% bump in your net profits in just 30 days, simply by following a three-step method that doesn't require you to chase more customers. This quick and easy profit-boosting strategy can be done without spending more money on marketing, hiring additional staff, or working longer hours. Go check it out at uh, www.30dayprofitbooster.com for more information. All right, guys, I'm excited to have my guest on today. Sarah Noel uh, Block is an inbound marketing expert who focuses on education-based approach to marketing for small businesses and solopreneurs. Her approach to marketing system makes it easy for tiny teams to have a big impact. She works with businesses in two ways. One, marketing education and products for small businesses. And number two, strategy and executing uh, content marketing plus inbound funnels for small businesses. Sarah, welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be here. I'm excited. I'm excited. So we, I know we have just tons of stuff to talk about, but, um, and probably we'll go off in different directions, but I would really love to figure out how small businesses can really work together uh, with a small team. And I just love the name of your company. Uh, and, and I wanted to figure out how did you come up with a small company such as Tiny Marketing? Yeah, Tiny Marketing, the origin story of that would be I was a one-person marketing department for a seven-company group. So wow. I was, it was insane. <laughs> I was answering to seven different presidents and had to figure out a system to be able to make that work when it was just me. I didn't have a big budget. I had zero team. And that's when I came up with my system to be able to market when I had a little little budget and little team. So that's where I came up with tiny marketing because you don't need to do all the things to have a big impact from your marketing. You just have to be consistent. I love it. And it's so important. And by the way, well done, cute name, attractive, Thanks. right on point. So branding is branding is awesome with Boom. that. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that that's that's so fun. So so when we're thinking about it, you know, most small companies in in the realm of under a couple million in revenue, they really don't have that team to to do that. And so how in the world do we get all of the stuff that needs to be done to get our company to grow? with just a small, a small team. Yeah, the majority of the people I work with, they either have a one person team or they have zero team. And it's somebody 
pulled in from some other department that's like, you can work Canva, <laughs> you can be the marketing person, or you're good on social, you're the marketing person now, but they're also in charge of a million other things. So you have to figure out what to do. And the first step would be a clear message. Know exactly mm -hmm. who your customer is and what problem they have, and then how you solve that problem uniquely. That's essential. That's the first thing you want to do. And then you want to create a core content offer. So this is the thing that you can commit to doing on a regular basis, even if it's just once a month or once a quarter. If you're committing to that thing and then repurposing it to high heaven, then you're still good <laughs> and you're still showing up for your audience and adding value. Hang on a second. You made a really big impact and then you jumped onto the second one. So you talked about clear messaging. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, this is probably the number one mistake that business owners uh, have in their businesses that they never really got clear on their messaging. Yeah, that's a huge issue is the first thing a lot of companies do when they're deciding, okay, I need marketing is, is build a website but they don't have a clear message to go to align with that website or build some social media profiles so they can have a presence online. But the issue is they don't know who they're serving. They don't know what they care about and they don't know what it is that makes them unique. Like who cares what you're doing, what you're selling, if you're doing it the same exact way as your competitors. You need mm. to be able to have a clear message on this is the problem I solve. This is how I can make your life better and that problem go away for you. And this is how I do it differently than everyone else. I love it. You know, that is really, truly, um, I think it's the make or break for any marketing is if you jump to, like you said, the website and social and you post and you do all the stuff that you're doing. But if that message isn't clear and aligning with you know, your ideal customer and the problems they have, you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. And then therefore your marketing fails. Right. And then, yes. and, and then you're, Oh, well, that company didn't work for me. And, Oh, this stuff, you know, this method didn't work because you didn't do the foundational stuff. That's the biggest thing is nobody <laughs> wants to spend the time on the foundation because it's like, it feels like you're wasting time. You're like, no, I need to take action. No, you need a foundation because if you're taking action, you're spending money and time that you don't have on things that aren't going to move the needle. That's so funny. Think about building the house, right? If you built, if you built your house on quicksand, the house is going to fall yeah. into the ground or fall Not apart. Not going to work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cool. So um, before we move off of this topic, because I know it's just so important. How long does it take to really, truly dial in that messaging? And, and you know, if, if I know it right, it's an ever going process, but really what does it take to get that message in line? It takes a couple conversations with customers and a couple conversations with stakeholders. You need to truly understand that customer and what it is that's keeping them up at night, what it is that their true fear is behind not solving that problem. Mm -hmm. And that's what you need to speak on. So there's a couple ways that you can get that information. 
one, if you already have customers, talk to them. You can have those conversations in sales calls. You can have them in your regular client meetings. You can gather so much amazing information from those conversations you're already having. And then when I'm doing a messaging strategy for a client, I have I schedule interviews with three or four of their clients and have those one to one conversations to really understand that. And then I survey the rest so I can get as much information as possible. Now, if you don't have a customer and you're just starting up, you can still get some of this information from doing a little copy stocking. Go online and look at reviews of books that are like the problem that you solve. Aim for those three star reviews. Those are the ones that usually have the goods in it because it's not someone who's like best friends with the author and it's not someone. Someone's mom. Yeah, it's not someone's mom. It's not a one star review where they're just angry at the world. Those three star reviews have a lot of great information about what was missing Mm. and what they actually really liked about the book. And this can give you some amazing information for your messaging and your own packaging on the service that you provide. What is it that your customer cares about? Wow. Um, That was that was a juicy little nugget there, Sarah. (laughs) I mean, holy cow you know, doing, doing three stars, uh, reviews and, and finding them because we all, we're all stuck in our own head. Right. And we really need to get out of our head and into our ideal customer's head. So that's, um, an amazing tip. Okay. We've spent enough time on this and I know we've probably forgotten again, what step two was, but I think it was consistency, right? What is step two? It's creating a core piece of content. So ah, you are is. being consistent. Yes. Even if like, let's say you are a receptionist and you got pulled into marketing, you're, you're in charge now of handling all of the social media, getting (laughs) brochures together and doing the emails. Let's say that's you. And you only have time to show like to create something new once a quarter, because you're doing Mm. your actual job the rest of the time. Right. Like many of us business owners. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So many solopreneurs are living this life and know exactly what I'm talking about because you're doing client fulfillment on top of, you know, the finances for your business, the operations, the marketing. But you can commit to let's say your core piece of content will be an influencer interview once a quarter. So you spend 60 minutes and you interview a subject matter expert on the problem that you solve. So that 60 minute piece of content can be broken down into several videos. Like let's say you're aiming for five minute videos. That's a lot of content. Um, You can convert it into a couple podcasts. You can make it a series. You can turn it into blog posts. You can create an ebook on it. You can, at the end of the year, you can take those four interviews that you did, compile the quotes, and create a full-on book posted on Amazon or Ingram Sparks, and create and sell a book about that topic using the subject matter expertise that you gained through those interviews through the year. But those four interviews that you're doing a year can turn into all of your social media content, your emails 
everything. Wow. Did you just make that whole process easy? It is easy. You know, easy. you only have to do it once a quarter. <laughs> yes, it is easy. I recently put together a podcast episode on this where I was like, you know, I I talk to a lot of solopreneurs that just don't have time to market. Let's let's look at if you only had time once a quarter to create something new. What what would that look like? And I ended up breaking it down into 64 pieces, which is one piece of content every single weekday of that entire quarter. It's totally wow. possible. Wow. And then because not everybody's able to look at everything you post, they're still over a period of a couple of months getting the same messaging in just different ways and shapes and forms. And they're then you expert status yourself with that with that content and that topic. Wow, that's brilliant. Sarah, another great nugget that you've shared with <laughs> us. Okay, wow. So you just take this one idea from, from a quarter, right? And you just break it into pieces that you could reuse. You know, a lot of people have this like fear of posting something the same way twice, right? Yeah, you, okay. So two things here. <laughs> Repurposing and recycling are not the same thing. Okay, good. So you have that SME interview, 60 minutes of content. That is really what I described to you would be 64 completely different pieces of content that you're okay. able to complete. So that's all net new, just using the same source. Mm. And recycling is okay too, because people aren't going to memorize everything that you posted. And only, I think it's like 10% of your audience actually sees what you've created and posted the first time. So recycling is important. I like to use SmarterQ. It recycles your most popular posts. So it's going up again. And trust me, nobody notices, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares, they're living their own life. Exactly. Wow. And then you're mentioning these great little tools that we can use to make it easier. So we don't have to flip through all of our research to figure out which one was a good one. A little tool will pop it up yeah. and say, here's the one with the best engagement. Yeah. These ones are doing great. Let's repost them. It's so easy. And if you did want to take the example that I'm talking about, one SME interview, you can use StreamYard and you can break those down into reels and shorts right on there and edit it within that program. You could also download the WAV files and the video recordings so you can have a podcast from it. You can have mm -hmm. multiple videos from it. And Descript is another great tool for that where you can edit your podcast and all of your videos right in the same thing. Plus, I really love its transcription tool because you can pull that, get all the SEO juice from the transcripts. And you could also break down that transcript into multiple blog posts. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. <laughs> One person really can be a whole marketing team if you follow your methods here and, and, and doing this. Wow. Okay. So we've got a clear, clean message, right? That is purposely talking to our ideal customer and the mm -hmm. problems that they have and how we're the solution for it. Mm -hmm. And then the next one is that we're doing core content that can be repurposed and recycled and pulled apart into 
gosh, yeah. 64 different ways. 64 completely net new pieces of content. Holy <laughs> No moly, extra that's research. Insane. <laughs> that's insane. Okay. So then, and then you've given us a whole bunch of little tools that can help simplify what we're doing. Um, what kind of content do we really want to provide for our ideal customer? I mean, do we want to have all business kind of stuff? Here's the here's the best, greatest thing. Or do we kind of want to mix up and put um, the favorite food I ate or fluffy in the background or my kids or you know, what do we what do we do with that kind of marketing? I, I like to say edutainment is a good way to go where you have a mix of entertaining posts and educational posts, and then mix that in with some promotional because, you know, you got to sell, you're still a business. That's right. <laughs> but I love think it. A good edutainment is a good way to go mixing it in. I think that's great. So now you've come up with this great new, uh, great new line for us or, or a commingling <laughs> of two words together. How does one do that? How does one balance it? Is it an 80, 20 kind of thing? Is it a 60, 40? What, what do you yeah. recommend? Um, well, I would say keep promos down to that 20%. And then education and entertainment posts can be in the 80%. You are truly, you don't need to promote a lot. People do need to know what you're selling. Otherwise, they're going to not know. You, so you need to explain it. However, you are pushing people through the sales process with your content. You don't need to be super promotional because by teaching them how to solve their problem and building trust and showing your personality, you're taking them 80% of the way through the sales process before you're ever having that call. You don't need to sell them. It just comes down to numbers on their end by the time you get to Love the sales it. call. Love it. Okay. So yes, they want to, if I'm getting this right, they want to see you as a person and authentic, right? They want to see a little bit of personality from mm -hmm. you to see if they like who you are. I mean, yeah. you could be, you know, have, purple hair and polka dots all over your face. And if they like that, that's going to attract them. Um, so I think that that's something nice to have in it. But yeah, I've see, I see a full mix um, in marketing, right? Whether it's something in, in you know, that, that is all about the fun stuff that they like or, or um, uh, there's this one person I've been following that's a friend of mine. And it's so funny. He's talking about all motivational things, but that's not even aligned with his business at all, which is wonky. Um, yeah, you definitely want your education to align with what you're selling. That's what I thought. You know, I was really confused about seeing his, uh, his recent stuff, but um, I thought maybe he changed his business, right? And is now, you know, into motivation. It could uh, be that person. he's, planning on changing his business. And so he's trying to switch gears a little bit. Interesting. I have to, I have to look more into that one, but, but yeah, so I think having that balance, right. But it's always, if you can do it around your business, then it's putting your marketing dollars to work, right. And your marketing time, right. Yeah. It's all about building that no like trust factor. People figure out that you exist in the first place. <laughs> And then, you know, by showing your personality in your content, 
they get to like you if you eat, attract or repel and that's okay because they're self-eliminating people that wouldn't be a good fit for you anyway mm. and then you're building trust by teaching them how to solve their problem love it love it and i love this method of of doing one interview and chopping it up to 64 different pieces so all right so we got the clear message we've got the the core content that we can re repurpose and occasionally recycle what else do we really need to know as a tiny marketing team to be successful in in our in our lane and and attract customers because we're doing this for one reason right yeah you want to sell <laughs> So, I mean, when it comes down to that, making sure that your content is on point and that it aligns with the product or service that you're selling is super important. Um, and once you have that content figured out, then systemizing this whole thing. So I call mm. it the tiny five where it's streamline, systemize, automate, batch, and um, outsource. So that that is the system that I came up with when I was a one person marketing department to be able to get it all done. Wow. Okay. You hit me with those really fast again. So let's talk about those for a couple of minutes here. Systems are so important yes. right? because they're, you're doing them now. If you can document them, you can always pass portions or all of it off later on if you have it systematized, yeah, um, which is outsource end of the of the tiny love five it. love it love it so let's go through that again so what's the first one in your tiny five? First one is streamline so with streamline it is creating a really simple marketing plan that makes sense understanding who your customer is what your messaging is and what you're going to be doing like that core content mm, perfect having right. that set up and then once super important again yeah you're just giving us foundation. so many great nuggets okay <laughs> so once we've streamlined what's the next thing we're gonna do next time it, or next up is systemizing so you've figured out what you're going to be doing now systemize it how are you going to make that work with the resources that you have available make sure you're setting up a project management um like trello or teamwork and create templates so anything that you have to create reoccurring is super fast and easy and you can do that in your project management tool you can do that in google suite like i make templates for anything that i have to do more than once often yeah more than once <laughs> that's fantastic that's fantastic so okay so we streamlined and systematized mm -hmm. what, what else are we doing next up is batching because mm. it's just a tiny team. So you want to time batch. And if you're doing that example of one interview a quarter, all you have to do is sit down for one day and break that up into those videos, schedule it all out at the same time. And you can create all of your social media during that same time while it's hot on your brain, schedule it out in your social media automator love it, it and done right done then you done. can move on to your actual full-time job <laughs> you know that's amazing because you know when we're most most um most business owners i run across with they're either not working off of a list at all or their list is gigantic i gotta do all these things right and if i can get something off my list that is a huge win yeah. so i love it that you're like you're done 
after that. So that's fantastic. Be strategic. Be strategic about it and like set your out of office, go to a place where you can't be interrupted and just plow through it. Yeah. Or if you don't have time to do it, that could be a Saturday job, right? You it know, that you bust it all job. through. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay. So um, after batching, what comes next? Automating. Anything Ooh. that can be automate, automate. So, so give me an example of that. Um, for example, if you're doing your batching, you could set up, you could write all of your emails for the next month that are going to go out to your clients. Let's say you have a weekly newsletter, put it in your email marketing tool, schedule it out ahead of time. You can batch all of your social media posts for the next week or so and schedule it out in your social media automation. Um, like I use Flowdesk. I also have clients who use Meet Edgar. Um, so uh, I use SmarterQ. There's Recur Post. So those are some tools that you can use through automation and make sure that everything is connected so that they play mm. nice. So for <laughs> like if your website, um, anybody who signs up for your newsletter doesn't automatically go to your email marketing tool, that wouldn't be any good. You have to like import it from your Google Sheets every time. So right. use Zapier to connect them if they don't connect natively. Make it easy for yourself. I love it. I love it. Well, automating would be, you know, also with this new chat GPT stuff that's going around, that could help you streamline or or automate some of your heavy lifting, you know, and yeah. the creative side of it. So that's I was like, ooh, true. yeah, where else can we automate, right, to simplify what we're doing? Because the last thing we want to do is sit down on a, say you email on Tuesdays, right? Sit down on a Tuesday morning and have to look at a blank cursor as you're writing all this stuff and then send it out to the email list where you made it sound super easy to just batch it and have it go when it's supposed to go and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you really don't. And if you're not a writer, like writing comes easy to me, but mm -hmm. there are some amazing AI tools for that too. Like AnyWord is one that I use to optimize my content, but it will also write for you. So you can get your emails and your social media written for you with any word. Um, chat Love GPT it. is huge. There's a couple really good ones out there. All right. Awesome. So then what's number five? The last one is outsource. So yeah. once you've figured out all of those other things, look at the Eisenhower matrix which basically breaks down, it's, it's like this. <laughs> it's your do, schedule, delegate, eliminate. So mm. anything that is, it's not important and it's not time sensitive, you can delegate to someone else. It could be someone else on your internal team or it could be an outsourced contractor, but outsource anything that doesn't make sense for you to do it takes too much of your time someone else can do it better and faster than you anything like yep. that yep i always say only do the things that only you can do <laughs> yeah you know you're you'll save if you're time. the ceo of the company exactly you shouldn't necessarily be doing your marketing don't do your own accounting right you know there are things that you you should pass off and i think people there are so many resources out there with um, outsourced companies like your own that can take some of this off your plate, as well as um, 
uh, virtual team members that could do it at a quicker, faster, and a penny fractions of of the price that your hourly time is worth. So I love it. But you know what? Like anything in a business, as a business owner, you've got to be the leader and be able to have the vision and tell someone what to do. So it makes sense to have it all systematized and and programmed out. So when you give direction, they can they can do it better for you. Yeah. If you do the first four pieces, then it will be easier to outsource in the end when you're ready to do that. Exactly. So, um, you know, you've given us some really juicy stuff here, Sarah. I'm just I'm just so excited. I'm taking notes like crazy, you know, (laughs) Um, not just not just for the for the notes that are going to be in the podcast. But, you know, these are really valuable tips that we should all be doing because marketing is this daunting task that is required of every business. Mm -hmm. But it's so it's so problematic, right? Because we think we have to do everything and be everywhere. And, you know, I've got to do reels and I've got to post and I've got to blog and I've got to have, you know, I mean, the list just gets exponential, but it's not always necessary. You just need to be impactful, right? Yeah. You don't have to be everywhere and do everything. Just pick your one thing and focus on that. And when you're starting off, start on one channel, master that, and then you can add something else on, but you don't need to do everything. But that's that FOMO, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. that new dancing TikTok thing or whatever that, you know, my clients aren't 18 to 24. So why am I wasting time with TikTok, right? Yeah, you, you know, do what makes you happy for one, something that you enjoy doing and as you're growing, just, you know, try one thing at a time. I always say marketing is an experiment and give yourself a quarter to test out something that you're interested in testing out and give yourself benchmarks. If I hit this benchmark, then I'll keep it going. But if you don't be okay with saying goodbye, when Mm -hmm. marketing's an experiment, it means that failure is learning. If something didn't work, you've learned that it doesn't work for you. And that's a good thing. Now, I know we could, you just dropped another bomb, you know, measure, right? Measure results. Measure everything. (laughs) That could be a whole nother, you know, podcast just talking about that. But, you know, everything that you do, I love it. Test it, see what works. Look at your numbers and engage on it and then decide whether you need to do more of that or less of that, which is super important because we've got to run our business, we've got to, you know, manage our team, we've got to manage our clients, we've got to, you know, operations, there's, there's 18 different hats that we wear as business owners. And if we can simplify with, um, with our, with our team, that's going to be doing marketing, whether that's a one person team, or it's a, you know, 10 person team, to simplify it. And I love the way that you've done it. Yeah, I think that in the end, it really just, you need to be good with streamlining and okay with saying something didn't work. A lot of times we try something out and we think we have to stick to it because we've, we've tried it, but you don't, you can, you can say goodbye. I love it. Divorce. Yes. <laughs> Divorce. We're done. Goodbye, awesome. Twitter. You're not working for me. That's okay. <laughs> Perfect. Right. 
Awesome. All right, Sarah, where can listeners find out more about you and Tiny Marketing? So you can find me at sarahnoelblock.com. That's my website or anywhere. That's all my socials also. And then I have a on-demand webinar that's available. It should be, I think, in your show notes page where I show you how to market when you have a small team and a small budget and I break it all Mm. down for you. Love it. Love it. Super valuable and absolutely necessary. Even if you've got a bigger budget, why not be more efficient with it and and figure out the right ways to 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 market? Because if you're not marketing, you you know you it, hope is not a plan. You've got to do stuff. <laughs> hope <laughs> to, is not a plan. That's a that's quotable. That is true. Yeah. I mean, you've got to do things to to make the cash register ring to get people interested in you. And I love that you're using content around everything that you do to be attractive to your clients. So awesome. Thank you. All right, listeners, I hope you found a couple ideas to put into your business and you are taking just as many notes as I was. I mean, holy cow, I've got a whole page built Mm -hmm. out. Um, So yeah, you're going to find these ideas, make your business more profitable, be marketing savvy, um, do it with the budget that you can and with the resources that you can. I just, I love that. And hey, while you're at it, how would you like to increase your net profitability by 45% in just 30 days? I know it sounds crazy, but don't believe me. Check it out. So I've got this new training called the 30-Day Profit Booster. This is a quick and easy profit boosting strategy that can be done without spending additional money. Got to spend some money, but additional money on marketing, hiring staff, or working longer hours, go get more information at 30dayprofitbooster.com. And Sarah and I would love to hear your questions or comments. Um, Let us know what big takeaway you're going to implement in your business and share them in the comments today. Sarah and I will um, give our feedback on it and answer those questions that you've got coming your way. And you can always catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. We're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Sarah. 